Were you blessed? So blessed. So blessed. Praise God. Amen. Brother Godair always gives us so much. Our, I told our church Wednesday night, I've been preaching on our mission statement, reminding them over and over again. And uh, it's just a simple little mission statement. But I tell our church, our goal is to reach as many people as we possibly can with this Acts 2.38, one God, holiness message. And to pass down this message and our convictions to the next generation. That's what we exist for. That's what we have church for. Amen. And I'm, I, I'm telling you, we've got a cause that is bigger than we are. The cause is just waiting for our commitment. Praise God. Well, you can return to your seats today. We've been so blessed already. We're about to be blessed again. Just looking forward to what the Lord has in store for us all day. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I'm sure many of you read uh, sometime back, you read about uh, the man that took some weather balloons and attached them to a lawn chair, took 53 balloons and filled them up full of helium and uh, got some of his friends to cut him loose and he thought he was just going to float over the uh, over the neighborhood and uh, when they cut him loose he was he was harnessed into that to that uh, lawn chair and instead of floating 30 or 40 feet over the neighborhood he soared 16,000 feet 16,000 feet it scared him so bad he had a pellet gun with him and he was going to shoot the balloons one by one and just slowly come back down to send and it scared him so bad I, I think that's about three miles high isn't that right and it scared him so bad he wouldn't use his pellet gun to shoot the uh, to shoot the balloons and I don't think he ate the sandwiches or drank the beer that he brought with him to enjoy the scenery either and uh, uh, I am told that uh, he drifted out into the lane where the planes were landing at LAX airport. And he was just sitting there, Brother Godair, in his lawn chair at 16,000 square feet. And every one of the pilots that came through, uh, they would radio in to control tower and say, you're not going to believe this, but there is a man sitting in a lawn chair at 16,000 square feet. And so finally, I think the, uh, the Coast Guard sent a helicopter for him, and that was a fiasco. Finally, they arrested him for obstructing um, the lanes for landing of the planes. And, and, and somebody asked him, a newspaper reporter asked him, said, why would you do something so outrageous? He said, well, you can't sit around the house all your life. So, amen. Were you blessed? So blessed. So blessed. Praise God. Amen. Brother, Godair always gives us so much. Our, I told our church Wednesday night, I've been preaching on our mission statement, reminding them over and over again. And uh, it's just a simple little mission statement. But I tell our church, our goal is to reach as many people as we possibly can with this Acts 2.38, one God, holiness message, and to pass down this message and our convictions to the next generation. That's what we exist for. That's what we have church for. Amen. And I'm... I'm telling you, we've got a cause that is bigger than we are. The cause is just waiting for our commitment. Praise God. 
Well, you can return to your seats today. We've been so blessed already. We're about to be blessed again. Just looking forward to what the Lord has in store for us all day. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I'm sure many of you read uh, sometime back, you read about uh, the man that took some weather balloons and attached them to a lawn chair, took 53 balloons and filled them up full of helium and uh, got some of his friends to cut him loose and he thought he was just going to float over the uh, over the neighborhood and uh, when they cut him loose he was he was harnessed into that to that uh, lawn chair and instead of floating 30 or 40 feet over the neighborhood he soared 16,000 feet 16,000 feet it scared him so bad he had a pellet gun with him and he was going to shoot the balloons one by one and just slowly come back down to send and it scared him so bad I, I think that's about three miles high isn't that right and it scared him so bad he wouldn't use his pellet gun to shoot the uh, to shoot the balloons and I don't think he ate the sandwiches or drank the beer that he brought with him to enjoy the scenery either and uh, uh, I am told that uh, he drifted out into the lane where the planes were landing at LAX airport. And he was just sitting there, Brother Godair, in his lawn chair at 16,000 square feet. And every one of the pilots that came through, uh, they would radio in to control tower and say, you're not going to believe this, but there is a man sitting in a lawn chair at 16,000 square feet. And so finally, I think the, uh, the Coast Guard sent a helicopter for him, and that was a fiasco. Finally, they arrested him for obstructing um, the lanes for landing of the planes. And, and, and somebody asked him, a newspaper reporter asked him, said, why would you do something so outrageous? He said, well, you can't sit around the house all your life. So, amen. I tell you what, you hear Brother Godair, you don't want to sit around the house all your life. You want to get out and do something. Amen. Do something for God. Praise the Lord. I'm happy to have Brother Kenny Godair with us. He's the older brother of the two. And uh, so uh, I'm just teasing Brother Godair. But uh, we are excited about hearing the word of the Lord one more time. I've been blessed and touched and challenged already today, and we're going to receive some more. Why don't we stand in honor to the man of God? Pastors, a great church in Burlington, North Carolina. Brother Godair, we're excited to hear you today. God bless you. Let's give the Lord praise, everybody. Can we do that? In the name of Jesus, we worship you, God. We worship you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So good to be here today with all of the pastors and ministers of this great gospel that we're all defending. Praise God. I'm, I'm in love with it. How about you? Hallelujah. And uh, uh, hearing my brother preach every time I've ever heard him preach my entire life, it always is a blessing and a challenge and uh, makes me just want to Fight the devil and win. Praise God. That's right. So that's, that's the way it's always been. Praise God. And I have the highest respect for my brother, and I love and appreciate him so very much. Matter of fact, when we went to Burlington and pioneered the work and, and uh, didn't know a so in town and, and uh, been there a little over 25 years, uh, on purpose, Brother Holmes, for, oh, first two or three years or whatever, uh, I was in, was in a storefront, and I didn't put no baptistry in there. And I thought, you know, what I need to do, uh, I have church on Wednesday. He has church on Tuesday. And, uh, and so every time somebody wants to get baptized, I'll purposely say, we've got to use a 
baptistry in Durham. And so I'll take them to his church on Tuesday night, make them set through a whole service, you know, and see Pentecost the way it's supposed to be. And uh, so that's what I did to all of my new converts the first two or three years. And they could go there and, and uh, on the way home, I could tell them this is the way we're going to be. This is what we're all about. So, uh, so we, we did that and, and, uh, and baptizing people. And so it's been good to have my brother 30 miles away as a, an example of what it's all about. Praise God. Let's give the Lord praise one more time, everybody. In the name of Jesus. We love you, God. We love you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Holmes, for giving us the opportunity to be here. And uh, we've all, always enjoyed coming to camp meeting the last few years. And it's always been a blessing. And so we give thanks to Brother and Sister Holmes and this great church, Brother and Sister Nathan Holmes, their family, and all the church family. And uh, I tell you, Brother, Brother Holmes, uh, don't ever get weary of hearing people talk about the, the, the camp meeting and the good job that everybody does. And I know sometimes you would like to people maybe just kind of let that uh, go or whatever, but we appreciate what you're doing, what this church is doing, and what it means to this nation. Praise God. And we want to say that. Hallelujah. Because these people are working by the hours, day and night. Hallelujah. A uh, long time before we ever got here. And this entire week and after. And so we appreciate it so very much. Praise God. Everybody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Can we just lift our hands and praise the Lord one more time, everybody? In the name of Jesus. Love you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Let's just give the Lord thanks, everybody in the house. We love you, God. We love you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to read just a couple of scriptures here in Acts chapter 16, verse. 9 through verse 10, I reached over to Brother Coon a while ago and I said, well, it's going to be a one-two punch today, praise God, uh, because months ago in praying about this, I couldn't get away from the subject of just so winning, so winning, praise God, and, uh, and so it's just going to be a, just a, just I'm going to connect right on to my brother, what he just said, and I'm just going to tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost Praise God about the subject of soul winning. Everybody say amen. Acts chapter 16, verse 9 and verse 10. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathered that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. Praise God. And then in the 18th chapter, verse 9 and verse 10 of the 18th chapter. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by vision. Be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee. For I have much people in this city. Praise God. Somebody say hallelujah. 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 I want to give honor to all of the pastors, all of the ministers that are here today. Praise God. Thank you so very much. I give honor right here on the front row to my Spanish pastor, Brother George Marty, that drove all night to be here today to support his pastor. Praise God. And uh, pastors a great Spanish church in our town. Hallelujah. And other North Carolina pastors and South Carolina, Virginia pastors that are here. Thank you so very much. Let's give the Lord a hand praise, everybody. In the name of Jesus. We love you, God. We love you, God. We love you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. You may be seated. I want to talk about the cry, the call, and the touch. Praise God. The cry, the call, and the touch. I believe a desperate world 
today needs a spirit-filled church. Praise God. If there ever was a time that we need to be praying, spirit-filled preachers, it's the day in which we are living in today. Hallelujah. And so I believe that I'm looking at preachers today that would not be at Arkansas camp meeting if you're not willing to accept the challenge that is before us and that we're not going to be preachers of complacency and of laziness, as my brother just mentioned, but it's people are working by the hours, day and night. Hallelujah. A uh, long time before we ever got here and this entire week and after. And so we appreciate it so very much. Praise God. Everybody say amen. Hallelujah. Can we just lift our hands and praise the Lord one more time, everybody? In the name of Love you, God. Praise God. Praise God. Let's just give the Lord thanks, everybody in the house. We love you, God. We love you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to read just a couple of scriptures here in Acts chapter 16, verse. 9 through verse 10, I reached over to Brother Coon a while ago and I said, well, it's going to be a one-two punch today, praise God, uh, because months ago in praying about this, I couldn't get away from the subject of just so winning, so winning, praise God, and, uh, and so it's just going to be a, just a, just I'm going to connect right on to my brother, what he just said, and I'm just going to tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost Praise God about the subject of soul winning. Everybody say amen. Acts chapter 16, verse 9 and verse 10. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathered that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. Praise God. And then in the 18th chapter, verse 9 and verse 10 of the 18th chapter. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by vision. Be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee. For I have much people in this city. Praise God. Somebody say hallelujah. 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 I want to give honor to all of the pastors, all of the ministers that are here today. Praise God. Thank you so very much. I give honor right here on the front row to my Spanish pastor, Brother George Marty. This drove all night to be here today to support his pastor. Praise God. And uh, pastors a great Spanish church in our town. Hallelujah. And other North Carolina pastors and South Carolina, Virginia pastors that are here. Thank you so very much. Let's give the Lord a hand praise, everybody. In the name of Jesus. We love you, God. We love you, God. We love you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. You may be seated. I want to talk about the cry, the call, and the touch. Praise God. The cry, the call, and the touch. I believe a desperate world today needs a spirit-filled church. Praise God. If there ever was a time that we need to be praying, spirit-filled preachers, it's the day in which we are living in today. Hallelujah. And so I believe that I'm looking at preachers today that would not be at Arkansas camp meeting if you're not willing to accept the challenge that is before us and that we're not going to be preachers of complacency and of laziness as my brother just mentioned but it's going to be preachers that have the call and they've heard the cry of the loss and they have the anointing the touch of God upon their life that said today is the day of salvation now is the time to have apostolic churches now is the time to soul win all the way to heaven. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's time 
to love souls. Now, I made a statement like this one time, and, and some preacher uh, kind of didn't understand it, but I'm going to say it again. I believe it's time to love souls just like we do truth. Praise God. We can talk about the apostolic truth all you want, but if you don't have the apostolic spirit, big deal. Praise God, because I evangelized all over this nation, and I preached in churches that had the truth down. They had it to the dot of the eye, the cross of the T. But big deal, while the whole city is going to hell, you got to do something with the truth. you got to take it to the streets. you got to reach out and let people know you're in town for business, for the king. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. And so... It's Operation Salvation. That's what the church is all about. Used to hear an old song when I was a boy. It said, Calvary, Calvary, will you please speak to me? Tell me how much I owe, I want to repay. And then a voice rings back from the hills of old Judea. Tell the loss, tell the loss, tell the loss. I'm so glad somebody told me one day, you got to repent. You gotta get baptized. You gotta get the Holy Ghost. You gotta love this truth. You gotta love this church. You gotta love it all the way. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I realize I'm standing on the shoulders of great men of God. And I personally have no right to be here. But it's men of God that led the way and blazed the trail. Hallelujah. It's men like my father and Elder Holmes father, praise God, that blazed the trail and opened up doors for us. And, and uh, I, my, my dad was willing to die for this. He, he, he gave it all that he had. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, Brother Coburn, one day, he, this lady said, I want to get baptized in Jesus' name. And he said, well, we can do that Sunday. And she said, there's only one problem, though, Pastor. I need to share it with you. My husband don't like this church. He don't like nothing about this church. And he said, if you get in this church and get baptized like they're talking about, I will kill the preacher that baptizes you. And she said, you know what, Pastor? I know him. He'll do it. He'll do it. And my dad looked at that woman. He said, are you serious? He said, I don't want to baptize you if you're not serious. But he said, if you're serious and you got your mind made up, he said, Brother Keith, he said, we'll take our chance on life or death. We'll take our chance with life or death. Praise God. And that week in, he baptized her in Jesus' name. Now you get the picture of this. About three days later, he was at the church. He was doing some remodeling of the platform. And he was up here. He had his back to the, to the front door. And he was hammering away. And he said, about that time, he heard the door open in the middle of the day. He turned around, and there was that man walked in the doors with a double-barrel shotgun. He walked in. My dad said, I turned back around, act like I didn't even see him. And I just kept on hammering in Jesus' name. <laughs> he said, I never hit the nail again. He said, but I just kept on in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. He said, in a little bit, I heard a slamming noise. He said, I turned around, didn't see. So he said, I took off towards the front door, and I, I peeked out the front door. He said, the guy raised up the trunk of his car and threw the gun in and drove off. Let me tell you something, friend. That's the reason why we're here. We're here because people love it enough to die for. Oh, let's give the Lord praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I want to appeal to the young preachers that are here right now and every preacher and every pastor. Let's get our heart into this. This is not a business. This is salvation. Praise God. This is not just a money business. This is not just a, trying to uh, make it in some career job. I'm telling you, friend, you got to have the cry. You gotta have the call. You gotta have the touch of God upon your life. Hallelujah. I think in the apostolic Pentecostal ranks, we've had too many people that mama called. Seminary called them. That's right. Our, uh, our, 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 
they just uh, decided just to get in this because it looks like something to do that uh, make a good living at. Whatever. But I'm going to tell you something. This has got to be more than an inherited religion. I said this has got to be more than an inherited religion. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you right now, I believe that you must be born again of the water and of the spirit. If not, you will never, you will never see the kingdom of God. I believe that's water baptism in the Jesus name. That's Holy Ghost speaking with tongues. I believe you got to believe that here on Israel, the Lord our God is one. And without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. That's not optional. That is essential. And if you believe it, it's time to soul win. It's time to get with it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't tell me how much you love this if you're not teaching Bible studies. Don't tell me how much you love souls if you're not knocking on doors. Don't tell me how much you're interested in your city if you're not willing to put a van on the streets or a bus on the streets. Praise God. You say, well, I don't, I don't have the money to do it right now. Maybe that's the case because I've been there in whole missions. But you know what? You get the burden for it, it's going to come about. It's going to happen. Somebody's going to give you a van. Somebody's going to do something. It's going to happen. You just keep believing it. You keep praying, and the door is going to open because God is going to, he's going to operate according to your cry, according to the call, according to the touch that's in your life that I've got to win people to this truth. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. On June the 5th, 1944, General Patton made the statement to his men, his troops. He said, we are here for three reasons, men. Three reasons that we are here on this battlefield. He said, number one, to defend for our family back home. Praise God. And to defend for friends. And so we're here to defend what we believe in. That's the first reason. He said, the second reason you're here, he said, because you're real men, you're not wimps. You're real men. Praise God. We can't afford to have any sissy ministers. Praise God. They don't know what they believe from one week to the next. I'm tired of being around some preachers and they say this to me. They get with this group, they say something else. Over here, they believe one thing. They get with me, they believe something else. I'm tired of that. Be real. I said, be real. Be real. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then he said, he said the, the, the second thing, or the third thing, the second thing, third thing, he said, we, we've got to have self-respect. Hallelujah. We've got to have self-respect. And, uh, and so he said, that's the reason why we are here, to defend family, because we're real men, and because of self-respect. And he said, we don't want anybody else to be in this position right now but us. Money business, this is not just a, trying to uh, make it in some career job. I'm telling you, friend, you've got to have the cry. You've got to have the call. You've got to have the touch of God upon your life. Hallelujah. I think in the apostolic Pentecostal ranks, we've had too many people that mama called. Seminary called them. That's right. Or, uh, or, or, they, or they just uh, decided just to get in this because it looks like something to do that uh, make a good living at. Whatever. But I'm going to tell you something. This has got to be more than an inherited religion. I said this has got to be more than an inherited religion. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you right now, I believe that you must be born again of the water and of the spirit. If not, you will never, you will never see the kingdom of God. I believe that's water baptism in the Jesus' name. That's Holy Ghost speaking with tongues. I believe you got to believe that here on Israel, the Lord our God is one. And without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. That's not optional. That is essential. And if you believe it, it's time to soul win. It's time to get with it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't tell me how much you love this if you're not teaching Bible studies. 
Don't tell me how much you love souls if you're not knocking on doors. Don't tell me how much you're interested in your city if you're not willing to put a van on the streets or a bus on the streets. Praise God. You say, well, I don't, I don't have the money to do it right now. Maybe that's the case because I've been there in whole missions. But you know what? You get the burden for it, it's going to come about. It's going to happen. Somebody's going to give you a van. Somebody's going to do something. It's going to happen. You just keep believing it. You keep praying, and the door is going to open because God is going to, he's going to operate according to your cry, according to the call, according to the touch that's in your life that I've got to win people to this truth. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. On June the 5th, 1944, General Patton made the statement to his men, his troops. He said, we are here for three reasons, men. Three reasons that we are here on this battlefield. He said, number one, to defend for our family back home. Praise God. And to defend for friends. And so we're here to defend what we believe in. That's the first reason. He said, the second reason you're here, he said, because you're real men, you're not wimps. You're real men. Praise God. We can't afford to have any sissy ministers. Praise God. They don't know what they believe from one week to the next. I'm tired of being around some preachers and they say this to me. They get with this group, they say something else. Over here, they believe one thing. They get with me, they believe something else. I'm tired of that. Be real. I said be real. Be real. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then he said, he said the, the, the second thing, or the third thing, the second thing, third thing, he said we, we've got to have self-respect. Hallelujah. We've got to have self-respect. And, uh, and so he said that's the reason why we are here, to defend family because we're real men and because of self respect and he said we don't want anybody else to be in this position right now but us but us somebody say hallelujah hallelujah praise god and then he went ahead and just made another statement to him he said americans love winners not losers praise god and he said a real man will have to be willing to look death in the face praise god but he said you know what because of the honor because of your position, because you are a real man. He said, you do not run from death. He said, matter of fact, I'm saying to all of you, he said, we do not surrender. Hallelujah. He said, we are not going to be men that's going to be captured. He said, even if you're shot, you can still fight some way, somehow. Praise God. In other words, he was saying, this is going to be a tough battle. This is going to be for real men. All the others can leave right now. But if you're going to stay here with us, if you're going to be at Arkansas camp meeting, it's time to walk out of here and say we are truly apostolic and we're going to soul win all the way to heaven. Let's give the Lord praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Brother Miles Young, I never told this story until uh, uh, at Brother Cox's camp meet just a few weeks ago. Heard it years ago from my father-in-law who fought in World War II at the Battle of the Bulge. And so he told me and my wife this one day just in talking for years. He wouldn't even talk about it. And uh, at the end of his life, he talked about it some. And uh, so he, he told this story. Uh, of, of experience of his. He said, you know, he said, it was such a stressful time. He said, I know what it is to be on the battlefield and see every one of my buddies blow to pieces. And he said, it just, it's just unbelievable. The stuff that he witnessed and went through and saw. He said they had a downtime and uh, said they had a couple day break. And he said, I saw this girl. And so he said, I started talking to her. And uh, she said, why don't you come home at our house? My mom and dad, my mom's a great cook, and uh, she'll fix a nice dinner for us. We'll just have an evening together, and you deserve it as a soldier. And so he said, I was attracted to her, and, you know, and liked the conversation. And uh, he said, I wasn't a Christian, poor from it. And so he said, I went to her house that evening at a certain time. 
eat dinner with her and her family. So he said, after being in the living room for a while talking, he said, uh, they called us to table. He said, uh, when we went to the dining room to eat, he said, I just put my gun up in the corner there close to where I was sitting. And he said, I just put it up in the corner to eat my dinner. He said in a little bit, talking to, to the family and everything, he said, I wasn't paying attention. She had got up from her position and uh, I think I thought she was going to the restroom or something. And he said, when I looked up, he said, I like to die. He said, she was aiming my rifle right towards my head. And she and, and had a look on her like, I'm getting ready to finish you off. And he said, he told me and my wife, he said, he said, the blood drained in me. He said, I like to pass out. He said, I was so terrified. And he said, she could see it. And she was aiming that gun right towards my head. And then she, she just pulled it down a little bit. And she said, let me teach you a valuable lesson. A true soldier never lays his weapon down. A true soldier never lays his weapon down. Because she said, you never know who's your enemy. Hallelujah. I may talk right. I may fix you a dinner. But I may be an enemy of yours that's setting you up for the kill. She said, you never know who your enemy is. You better always keep your weapon in your hand. Praise God. You better always keep your weapon in your hand. Come on, apostolic preachers. It's no time to get complacent. It's no time to lay the weapons down. It's no time to take a 48-hour pass or a weekend leave. I'm going to tell you, we don't know who our enemy is. We got to keep on keeping on. Let's lift our hands and give the Lord praise right now. Hallelujah. 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 Let's give the Lord thanks. Let's give the Lord thanks. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was in a, another city just three or four years ago, and uh, I was going to a meeting there in that city, and uh, on the way to the city, I saw this beautiful church, saw a nice sign out front and that was flashing to get your attention, and the sign said this, Holy Ghost Bingo here tonight. Holy Ghost Bingo here tonight. Well, I've been around for a while, but I've never heard of Holy Ghost Bingo. That was a new one for me right there. Yeah, Holy Ghost Bingo here tonight. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. I believe it's going to take a lot more than B12 or B6. Hallelujah, or C32. Praise God, or G whatever. Whatever the numbers go. Let me tell you something. It's going to take more than just Holy Ghost bingo to get this world right. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. I don't believe we're going to have Holy Ghost bingo. I don't believe we're going to do like the lady told me up in the Northwest that I met in town one day. She said every Friday night, she said we put the stage uh, into a certain position. And she said we, we have uh, uh, pews and chairs that we can move out. And she said we turn it every Friday night into a dance floor. And we bring bands in because that's the only way we can keep our youth interested in our church. Let me tell you, we don't need Holy Ghost bingo. We don't need rock and roll. We don't need the things, entertainment of this world. I still be what we need is a heaven sent, devil chasing, earthquaking, sidewalk shaking, devil defeating, disease dissolving, sin killing, revival. Revival. That's what we need. Somebody say amen. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Brother Chuck Coburn right here on the rise, preaching at our church two or three times. Great evangelist. Gets the job done. Brother Wesley Jackson was with us about a year ago. And since that time, about a year ago, there's been a spirit of prayer. We moved up a, a whole level in our church. Praise God. A spirit of prayer in our church. Hallelujah. And we're thankful for that. Thankful for that. We can talk about it or we can do it. Somebody say amen. Matter of fact, we've been talking about a lot of things for a long time, but I think it's time to do it. I said, I think it's time to do it. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. We're in a town of about 50,000 population, but in, that, uh, in those, the years that we've been there, there's been four 
different times that we've took the map and took it street by street and knocked on every door in the town. Hallelujah. Four different times. And then we got the towns that, that joined ours and other little towns around. And we did every town in our county. Praise God. We can either talk about it or we can do it. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Miles Young, our youth group came home from Peak. Praise God. And went knocking on doors. And you know what? Last Sunday, we had eight there for the first time because of their door knocking. Let me tell you something, friend. We can either talk about it or we can do it. It's time for somebody to step out. It's time for somebody to step up. It's time for somebody to get excited about truth and who Jesus really is. Let's give the Lord praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, let's give the Lord high praise. Let's lift it up. Let's lift it up. Let's give the Lord thanks. Let's give the Lord thanks. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was in a, another city just three or four years ago, and uh, I was going to a meeting there in that city. And uh, on the way to the city, I saw this beautiful church, saw a nice sign out front and that was flashing to get your attention. And the sign said this, Holy Ghost Bingo here tonight. Holy Ghost Bingo here tonight. Well, I've been around for a while, but I've never heard of Holy Ghost Bingo. That was a new one for me right there. Yeah, Holy Ghost Bingo here tonight. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you something. I believe it's going to take a lot more than B12 or B6. Hallelujah, or C32. Praise God, or G whatever. Whatever the numbers go. Let me tell you something. It's going to take more than just Holy Ghost bingo to get this world right. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. I don't believe we've got to have Holy Ghost bingo. I don't believe we've got to do like the lady told me up in the northwest that I met in town one day. She said every Friday night, she said we put the stage uh, into a certain position. And she said we, we have uh, uh, pews and chairs that we can move out. And she said we turn it every Friday night into a dance floor. And we bring bands in because that's the only way we can keep our youth interested in our church. Let me tell you, we don't need Holy Ghost bingo. We don't need rock and roll. We don't need the things, entertainment of this world. I still be what we need is a heaven sent, devil chasing, earthquaking, sidewalk shaking, devil defeating, disease dissolving, sin killing, revival. Revival. That's what we need. Somebody say amen. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Brother Chuck Coburn right here on the right preaching our church two or three times. Great evangelist. Gets the job done. Brother Wesley Jackson was with us about a year ago. And since that time, about a year ago, there's been a spirit of prayer. We moved up a, a whole level in our church. Praise God. A spirit of prayer in our church. Hallelujah. And we're thankful for that. Thankful for that. We can talk about it or we can do it. Somebody say amen. Matter of fact, we've been talking about a lot of things for a long time. But I think it's time to do it. I said, I think it's time to do it. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. We're in a town of about 50,000 population. But in that, uh, in those, the years that we've been there, there's been four different times that we've took the map and took it street by street and knocked on every door in the town. Hallelujah. Four different times. And then we got the towns that, that joined ours and other little towns around. And we did every town in our county. Praise God. We can either talk about it or we can do it. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Miles Young, our youth group came home from Peak. Praise God. And went knocking on doors. And you know what? Last Sunday, we had eight there for the first time because of their door knocking. Let me tell you something, friend. We can either talk about it or we can do it. It's time for somebody to step out. It's time for somebody to step up. It's time for somebody to get excited about truth and who Jesus really is. Let's give the Lord praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Oh, let's give the Lord high praise. Let's lift it up. Let's lift it up. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. May be seated. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 4. Jesus lets us know that at the weakest point of his earthly ministry, he still had the power to defeat the devil. Praise God. After 40 days of fasting. Hallelujah. One person said it well. said he whipped the devil on an empty stomach. Praise God. He whipped the devil on an empty stomach. And so, let me tell you something. I believe greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I believe the Lord already knows the blueprints to all of the devil's plans. Praise God. I said, I believe the Lord knows the blueprints that's in the enemy's camp. And if we learned anything from Vietnam War, we learned this, Brother King, is that is if you're going to go into a place to fight, just don't kind of sneak in a little bit at a time and then just kind of sneak out at the end. If you're going to fight, declare war. Declare war. We never had a president that went to the microphone and said we are at war in Vietnam. Even though we had thousands of soldiers that died there. But we just kind of went in under the radar. Went out under the radar. But let me tell you something. If you're going to win, you better declare it's fighting time. It's revival time. It's war time. Praise God. And when you declare war, then one of these days you'll be able to declare victory. We won. We won. We overcame. Somebody say hallelujah. Let's give the Lord praise. Let's give the Lord praise. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. The call. You got to hear that, the call of those lost people. Hallelujah. When I pastored in southeast Missouri, Pastor Gentry's back there, the church that my dad pastored for over 40 years, and, and then I did for three years and something. And, uh, and I, I was still at home missions. I evangelized on the East Coast. And, and so the town of Burlington just kept drawing me. And uh, there's times when we'd be out there preaching or whatever that uh, we'd just drive up and down the streets of the town and see the people. And I started, I looked at my wife, I said, see that guy right there, he'd make a good Sunday school teacher, wouldn't he? Hallelujah. And so we started speaking words like that to each other. So I was feeling it. And, and so we left Missouri uh, to go to Burlington. Didn't know a soul in the town. And uh, we moved in. Hallelujah. And we got there, uh, Brother Nathan Holmes, we got there on a Monday night at midnight. Monday night at midnight, we had a we had our car filled and a big U-Haul truck filled, and uh, so the first motel we saw was the Best Western, and uh, so we pulled in at the Best Western. We stayed there for three nights, got out and for a couple of days drove around, and we saw a set of apartments right behind the Best Western. I said, "Man, this be nice, you know, be pretty close." And so we went back there and rented an apartment in that apartment complex, and, and so we just took the U-Haul out of one drive. And, Pull it down to another drive right there behind it. Hallelujah. And moved in. Praise God. And, uh, and so three weeks later, we had our first service. Had our first service. And we set 24 chairs out by faith. By faith. Bought them and set them out. And, and, uh, and so me and my wife was talking to people those two or three weeks. We read a couple uh, small ads in the paper and said, come and visit Burlington's newest church. And uh, so we did that. And we got there, of course, before time. And there was one other room. We had... Uh, we had a building that was 20 foot wide, 40 foot long, and uh, had one other little room and a little restroom. And so that's where we started. And uh, we was back in that other room, and that we was back there praying. And, and so it was getting close to church time. And, and so when we opened the door, me and my wife to walk out, there was 23 people sitting there. One empty chair. One empty chair. And I walked up to the little chair behind the little pulpit stand, and, and I stood there, and the Lord spoke to me, and he said, now, I've done my part. Now you got to do yours. Praise God. I've already given you 23. You got to fill up that empty one. 
Hallelujah. You fill up that empty one. I've already filled 23 for you. Praise God. And so from that day forward, I decided I was going to fill empty chairs and empty pews. Praise God. I went after it. Hallelujah. Now, uh, I'm not going to tell you something. Look, most of those 23, we didn't hardly ever see them again. But the Lord was letting me know. I know your address. I know where you're at. And there's some people that's hungry in this city. You've heard the call. You've heard the cry. You've got the touch and the anointing. Go after them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Hey, you may be seated. Brother Jerry Cox, when I, I, the, the following week, I drove into three different cemeteries in that area. And I pulled up in the middle of them. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we didn't get here in time for you. But I said, from this day forward, I'm going after your mama. I'm going after your daddy. I'm going after your brother. I'm going after your sister. We will have revival till Jesus comes. We will have revival. Oh, let's love the Lord right now. Let's give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, yeah, there's been some lonely times. There's been some tough days. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, Brother Coon. Yeah. When I moved into that new building four years ago, finally saw my dream. Finally saw my vision coming about. So excited. Be there where everybody can see us in town. One week after we moved in that building, a 17-year-old baby, the only kid we got, she's walking up the stairs and she turns around and she says, Dad, can I say something to you? We just come from church. And I said, sure. She said, I don't think you're ready for this. And I said, what do you mean? She said, Dad, I don't believe this way anymore. She said, I'm through with this. I'm not going to live this way anymore. This is not for me. <laughs> when I should have been so happy, when I been, should have been so thrilled, all of a sudden, man, my world was being shook. Brother King, you know her. We thought we had her covered. We thought we had her protected. Yeah, we saw some weaknesses sometimes, but a lot of you saw some weaknesses. But we thought we had her in. And then all of a sudden, she's out, and she's still out, and living just the opposite of everything we've ever believed and stood for. But I looked at my wife after we kind of got our composure, and I said, baby, only thing I know to do is just keep doing what we've always done. Just keep winning souls. Keep loving people. Keep reaching out. That's, baby, that's what we've been called here to do. We just got to keep doing what we've been doing for the last many years. Praise God. And so I believe if we'll keep on, one of these days we can see a return. We can see a change somewhere. I've seen people change. I've seen backsliders.